We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, we're not doing another. No, that's it. Well, guess what? <laughs> What's that? It's yes, Christmas. Oh, that was very naughty. Thanks. Uh, what are you drinking there? Something else I got from Aldi. <laughs> what is it? Reindeer. Rain spelt as in rain, as in rain of blood. Yeah. Reindeer ale. Or is it just reindeer? Winter amber ale brewed with traditional English barley and hops. Ooh, that's 5%. A, you might hear me for this, but that, that is nicer than Leffy, in my opinion. You reckon? Well, what I've been doing recently is I've been drinking, um, as you know, I always used to sort of drink lager. Mm-hmm. Used to just sort of drink lager, lager and red wine. But over the last few months, I've decided to branch out and try different ales and different things just to see what I like. I don't, I've got no idea what I like, really. I just, yeah, yeah. I've always just drank the same thing. So I've been trying lots of different things and I'm, I'm narrowing it down and I, I kind of know exactly what it is that I really enjoy. What is that then? Oh, I'm not sure yet. I kind of know exactly. I do like, actually, I had one the other night called Goliath. It was uh, oh, um, Witchwood. Witchwood. Oh, it was beautiful. The, the guy with the axe on yeah, the front. Yeah, really, to get really that nice. Lot. Does I it still that. come in the massive bottles? Like no, it was just a, like a normal, like that size. I used to come in like a pint and a half yeah. bottles for some reason. It was it's really 4%. nice. It is great, yeah. But most of the, the Witchwood stuff's nice. Oddly enough, when I first got into the real ale sort of stuff, it was Bishop's Finger. I've got a bottle of that downstairs. That's what she said. Hobgoblin. Yeah. And oh, what was it? There was another one. Oh, what was it called? Rivet Catcher, I think it was called. Right. It was the one from um, the lakes. Mm. When I was in Bambra, did I? <laughs> Being away to Bambra. Uh, I tried loads of different <laughs> ones. There was a few like from the Anik, Anik Brewery and stuff like that. The Anik one's really nice. Um, I tried loads of different ones with me Bambra bangers. We went to... Like when we went to um, the lakes, the Hawkshead Brewery, mm-hmm. we got like a, a gift pack, mm-hmm. Cumberland Ale and stuff like that. Yeah. It's funny, my taste has changed because. Just took a sip there. Oh, you did. You did, you know. My uh, my taste has changed. I used to like the really dark ones. Like yeah. me and my circle of friends, just that's what we drink. It, like stuff like fucking head splitter and blackout and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've. So, because there's a beer festival on once a year in town. I'm going to have to start coming like with you. Cool. I'll say this, mind you, it's not the best way to drink the stuff. Yeah. It's it's always tastes a bit like homebrewy type thing. Uh-huh. But it was a bit more of a novelty when I first started going, because this was quite a long, like, maybe it's 10 years ago. And um, my taste has now changed to the lighter stuff, oddly enough. Like, I like the amber stuff Yes, that. uh, that's what I'm finding I like, the, the lighter amber, definitely. That leffy was too much. It was too too strong a flavour. And it was a really precise flavour as well. That's too much for me. But uh, Michael, the lad I want to get on, on here, the lad, you know the lad? Mm-hmm. You know Michael. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a guest. He knows a lot about ales and he's been schooling us quite a bit. Oh, cool. He got us a few for my birthday, which I appreciate. Thank, thanks, Michael. Thanks for oh. that. But yeah, he's been schooling us on it. So he'll be a good person to have a chat about that, actually. Yeah. Really? His dad brews his own stuff. Oh, class. Um, well, Terry's dad used to brew his own beer. Oh, really? Headache malt drink. <laughs> Is that what it was called? Oh, that's how I used to call it. <laughs> it gives you a headache and it tastes like malt. Well, there you go. Perfect. 
I'm going to stick a picture of that uh, reindeer on. Class. On I wish I'd have got more. I think there was another two Christmas, like, orientated ones. Because mm-hmm. you know when Halloween passed, I bought, like... Yes. I bought some random Halloween-y ones. Because that, that's actually what inspired me, you know, that it was pretty much that photo you sent me. Oh, class. Of those those eels, I was like, I want to try some. So it was, like, the, that day or the, the next day, I went to the Morrison's and picked up a few. I got this pumpkin. Aye. I Which got that again. later. I mm. had that one. Yeah. It was nice. I've got a few different ones, but that was the only Halloween um, Halloween themed one I found. There was a few other ones like Hobgoblin and stuff. I went as Dan. As I do quite a few good ones, actually. They do I think like four the, for five. The best place is Morrison's. They have the yeah. best selection. Aye. Gary, my mate that I work with and that, he took us to this shop in there. It was really out the way. And it had some r- r- totally obscure, like, bottles and stuff. Uh-huh. But the prices were outrageous. They were, like, three and four well, quid a bottle. I went to Holy Island last week. and Lovely I was in, place. I was in Bambra. I went to Holy Island, and <laughs> there was a shop on Holy Island that had just... It had wall all the Lindisfarne mead and everything. A full wall full of... I took a picture, actually, because it's social media, you know? Yeah. It, it just had so many, but they were all like three, four, four quid for a bottle. I thought I kind of justify it. Like they look, some of them look really nice. Mm-hmm. If first of all, it would have took us about half an hour to decide what I wanted, and it was horribly windy, so I just wanted to get off the island before we got stuck there. Aye. Um, before the the tide went out because that was kind of scary. Tide came in even, so I didn't get any. But there was some. Tried all the different mead though. That's fucking horrible. That stuff. It's hardcore. Like <laughs> it's, it's horrible. I don't like mead that much. It was like that was like drinking medicine. Yeah, aye. Some of them. There was a pink one, which was oh, I, I took a shot of each one, like just because it was free. And oh, that was that was tough. Well, tough you going. see, that's the beauty of alcohol. <laughs> it's it comes in what many great, guises. That, that that that's a great sentence to use. A great way to start <laughs> so many conversations. That's the beauty of alcohol, as I always say. Well, I mean, I hate the people who just stick to like. There's ones at work that all they drink is like, say, Fosters oh, or, or Stella. I well, don't mind Stella, but it's like that's what I accidentally fall into the bracket of. Though I always, um, I don't drink like the, the cheaper lagers like that, like Carlsberg and, uh, and Fosters, because it makes us feel ill. It's horrible. Yeah, the, I couldn't but drink them even if I wanted to. What I've been drinking for the last couple of years is Coors Light because oh, it's I cheap. It's cheap at Asda. It's like two two cases for twenty pound. Yeah. It's like 36 cans, so it keeps us going for ages. Mm-hmm. And it's nice when I have me tea or something, or if I have a takeaway, I have a couple of tins, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. But then, since I've been trying different things, the flavour, is it's got no flavour. It's, it's not. It's like, it just it's, tastes like like sort of nothing. The problem but I still, I still have a case downstairs, so I still drink it. I find the problem, of course, it's because it's got a very low alcohol content mixed with the fact it doesn't taste like much. Yeah. It gets to a point where I find it hard to drink. Yeah. Like, Bex Via's like that, even though I don't mind it in pubs. For some reason, in cans, it's just like, it's a struggle to drink it. That's why my fridge is now routinely filled with different types of ales, beers. Um, so every time I go in, I'll take a different one out and try something different. Because Morrison's have, um, I know there are other good supermarkets out there. Morrison's have like, uh, was it three for five pound on the big bottles of like Tsingtao and um, the imported stuff. Yeah, there's all sorts of different like ones. Thai and which nicer. Aye, like beer Moretti and just stuff got like flavor. that. Like a bit of flavor, but I just mix it up. You know, I mix it up. Hey. Welcome to part three. Yeah, we went on a very big tangent there. It's actually Christmas, 
And it's Christmas themed games now. Well, you come up with this idea, and although I thought it was inspired, I, li I later found out there's very. There's not a lot of good games to talk about when you talk about Christmas themed games. No, there's not. I found that in in the research for this, this episode that there's not. No. So, where would you like to start? What I want to do, first of all, before we go fully fucking Christmas. Ooh, that might be the first F bomb. No, I'd swore quite a lot. Ah. Fully fucking Christmas. Or oh, this episode of my thing. Uh, yeah. You're making baby Jesus cry. That's what you do. Saws. Saws J. J Dog. There's a game I'm playing at the minute that I want to give a shout out to because it's fucking brilliant. Subterfuge. Have I told you about it? I'm sure I told you about it. It's a game on uh, Android and iOS. Uh -huh. It's the closest I've ever gotten to a board game on a, on a, like an, an app. Uh, it plays like a mix of diplomacy, risk. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple of board games I've got in, in my cupboard here, my board game cupboard. They play like it, but it's just, it's absolutely brilliant. I, I advise everyone to have a go of it. Try oh, yeah. it. You can play it for free. If you really like it, you can upgrade to level two, which gives you more features. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to. It's just, I know the developers, they released some financial statements and stuff about how they're doing, and I really don't want the game to fail and disappear. So I want to like do your little bit, I... which is a very tiny bit, but it's something I suppose. I recommend everyone have a go and persevere with it as well. I told a couple of people that worked to play it, and they played it and couldn't get their head around it because it is—it's a, a really massive learning curve. Mm -hmm. But once you get into it, it's just brilliant. It's so because it's—it's it's not just moving your pieces around a, an area to capture outposts, but you also got to talk to other people playing the game and make plans and and betray other people and work with other people. It's just—it's fantastic. So I advise everyone to have a go with that. Subterfuge, it's called. Subterfuge. Now, God, Subterfuge. This is this is really trying to remember something that I've got a vague recollection of. Yes. And I'm sure I listen to this podcast. I've started a lot of sentences like this, don't I? That and, and um, the beauty about alcohol is. Yeah. Well, th this podcast I listen to, I would highly recommend. It's called This American Life. It's got nothing to do with retro game and anything, but Adam Buxton, you know, from Adam and uh, yes. Joe, I guess, mm -hmm. he recommended it, and it's so well done. Mm -hmm. But what I would say to people if they're listening to it is stick with a particular episode, because they all have themes, and sometimes you might not like the theme of one episode, but then it'll surprise you with something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm sure it was them that was talking about real-life sub... What's it called? Subterfuge. There's a real life board game named something like that, mm -hmm. right? Where it's 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 all about fucking over other people. You just form teams and you just try and barter and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And I'm sure they have proper like um, championships of it and right. stuff. And in this American Life episode, somebody who hadn't played the game much, he's a frequent contributor to American Life. He's this lad that's actually played the Time Theatre and stuff. He writes books and stuff. He's, he's hilarious. I can't remember his name at this moment. But he went there with with a real-life... Um, General or something, or a tactician. Aye, like a real-life guy who works with the government for doing just the thing that... And he was trying to school them in how to play this game. Uh -huh. And it was a brilliant episode. Just the way it all went down, because yeah. he's so dry, the guy... But uh, that's what sparked us remembering the way you were talking about that game. Mm, so, there you go. 
trying anyway this american life you should check it out because it's great it was on the adam buxton podcast where you mentioned it it was yeah. actually on the adam and joe years ago ah, right, they were okay. talking about because i used to listen to adam and joe like i'm sure um he mentioned it again because i've heard of that and i'm sure it was him that mentioned it on his podcast he's set up well at the minute flavor of the month if you look at top tens on um on itunes there's one called cereal mm-hmm. and it's an offshoot of american life um, it, but with that, they just cover a particular storyline, and it was about this guy who was convicted. I've never got round to listening to it, but um, I think with that one, I'm going to just like totally just like blitz it. Even though my job's got worse for this sort of thing, I can still listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff at work. That's yeah. why I listen to so much. Like, and if you paint or doing the dishes, yeah, that's what I do when I'm, I'm like like it's exactly that doing the dishes, making tea. I've got a little portable speaker. Mm-hmm. I just strap onto me, uh, onto me belt Sexy. loop. Oh, I tell you what. Have you got like a utility belt, like Batman or something? I do, but that's kept in the bedroom. Right. With with dark scepter on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you have a different interchangeable shaft? It, it does. I've got three different shafts. One of them's got an easy grip on it. But they've all got the nice red button on top. Oh, uh, <laughs> perfect. Hey, you played uh, Sam Fox's strip poker, didn't you? Ah, interesting that you should bring that up, yeah. <laughs> Funny, yeah. Uh, it's not very Christmassy, but what happened there? Well... Because we mentioned this, ooh, episode 3.5 maybe? I don't know, 3 something. So I've got a Commodore 64 emulator, and uh, I was looking through. The way I was doing it is, I'd seen somebody playing a lot of Christmas games online. So I thought, what ones have I actually got in this emulator pack? that this guy was going on about. I was just randomly picking ones. Yeah. And I saw Samantha Fox's strip poker and I was like, you know what, I'd never played it back in the day on the Commodore 64. I'd seen it on the Spectrum years ago. Also something very Christmassy, Maria Whitaker's fucking Christmas box. <laughs> Remember what we'd heard about, we found I, about that? When like, I was researching, I saw that like, and I thought, what an inappropriate title. Yeah. I bet you she's got a Christmassy box. Well, Maria Whitaker is the chick from like Barbarian yes. and stuff, and they've made a strip poker game about her. There's some YouTube stuff about it. Titties out? Yeah. No way. There's a YouTube thing, like, you can't get her down to a, a good... S- slacks. He's talking about it, and he's right, she was like a budget Sam Fox. Oh. Anyway... So I thought, fuck it, I'd played Days of Christmas, which I, I'm going to talk about more in detail later on, because I would say it was probably the best Christmas game I've played. Oh. Yeah, but that's a very low watermark. That's like, what's the best... Um, no, I'm trying to struggle for an analogy. What's the best... What are things that are what's, shit? What's the best um, inoculation you've ever had? Yeah, that's a really good one. <laughs> I'll tip me hat to that. So... I I got sick of days of Christmas because I hate Christmas. In this day, I'd set up a Christmas tree, a real Christmas tree that I drove and collected. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there playing days of Christmas. And <laughs> Did I'm you like, have a woolly hat on? What the fuck? Yeah, it was like, who the fuck? Why am I doing this? So I finished Were you sitting that. on anyone's knee? I wasn't. I am now, though, still on your knee. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm just going to shift me with... Oh. oh. <laughs> Did you feel that? I did. There's something sticking. Uh, it's the dark scepter. <laughs> So I put um, it's me zip stick. <laughs> I put 
what's it called on Sam Fox's trip poker. Oh yeah. And I was initially I was like very um, amused to see that she starts the. So it's a digitized well. I don't know if the Commodore had this ability to do so digitized graphics. It looks graphics. like a like a calculator or something, doesn't it? The the um, it's very liney, isn't L- it? LCD screen, not LCD. Um, yeah, that was what a liquid liquid crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the little like the original handheld thingies where it looks like if you press the screen, it would all distort, sort of thing. Uh, you know what I mean, you're right. That's what it looks. But like. it must have been so difficult to like put that on like a Commodore. Yeah. So when it first come came on, there's her. Like her image and your cards. I don't even think there's a title screen. I I think all oh, there is. It's trying to tell you how to play poker, but I know how to play poker. Well, oh. strip poker because I had an Amiga mm-hmm. and I had like Amiga strip games, which were a bit better, like graphically wise. So I taught I taught myself how to play strip poker just from that, you know. Yeah. So I started playing it, and why I was amused straight away is the first picture is her face. With a fucking hat and glasses and a scarf on, and you're like, <laughs> it's almost like she's covering her back here, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, exactly. She can just, lose. She just emptied her wardrobe, put yeah, everything on. She's she wearing like can. four coats and stuff. Uh, See why? Massive right? fucking woolly woolly boots and stuff like that. Uh, but then, ironically, she I always takes wear off. six pairs of underwear. <laughs> what do you mean? I have one another four hands. Right, I'm taking off another sock. <laughs> only six to go. <laughs> but um. She takes, I think there's only five screens. I was playing it and I got her down quite quickly to the second screen. I kept like fucking up because I think I was giving the game more credit. She was like putting in like large bets and I was thinking, oh, she must have a good hand. Uh And you know, for ages, she never had a decent hand. The Commodore probably didn't have the like power to like put in some decent computer intelligence uh. or maybe in real life maybe Samantha Fox can't play a strip poker very well <laughs> and they've like really got the <laughs> down to a T great but, programming so I, what was happening was I was getting down to the second or the third bit and I was like teetering so I was going on a good run then go, like going on a bad run and stuff like that and then I just got to this point where I was just I was just if I was getting two twos or something like a shit hand I was just putting in massive bets mm-hmm. And I won like I beat the like I've completed the game. You finally won the jackpot. So and to speak. you don't see below the waist. You just see a tits. And what's weird is the graphics get more liney as it goes on, which uh. is weird. And the very last one is like a kind of famous like page free type pose of uh, with her boobs, a semi okay boobs, out. <laughs> <laughs> with her arms up. Yeah, and it plays a terrible rendition of do 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 do, and that's your lot. That's awful. And that's what I done for Christmas. Worth it though. Do you regret anything? I don't, because I was quite chuffed that I'd, I'd outsmarted someone. <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive yeah. for you. How dare you? Well, we'll move on from Sam Fox's semi-OK boobs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have another liqueur chocolate. Yeah, I think I might. One more. You, you see, the thing the about one. these, they're like childbirth. You forget what they're like until you pop it in your mouth and then bite into it. <laughs> And if you didn't, then you would never eat any more. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean by that analogy? 
Yeah, yeah but I just find it funny that you say it's like childbirth. Because women forget what the pain's like, that's why they're able to have more. Is that right? Yeah. Scientifically, that is correct, is it? How many tweets and hate mail letters <laughs> do you think I'm going to get for that? No, I think that's true. Very low, because I don't think there's a lot of people that are easily offended listening to this. It's in the same way that um, genetically men are designed so that... And this is going to get a little bit rude. But when... It's Christmas. When a man um, is in the act of making love Mm. to a beautiful woman. Mm. And he finishes and he sows his seed. He's all of a sudden tired and can't be asked. He's he's unable to continue. (laughs) Because if they couldn't... If they could continue, like like a woman can just keep going Mm. to a certain point but obviously things just keep going the reason a man can't is because if he could he would just jump on the next available woman like historically we just keep going uh, and keep going and never stop so it's the only thing that would stop that from happening yeah so there you go that's a little fact for you for Christmas that's a Christmas a little, fact that all around the Christmas fact. like you know, they can all like oh granny I've got this great little radio show it's like a radio show granny it's called a podcast and but it's like a radio yeah, show Christmas we'll stick it on <laughs> Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah, that's a stick it on. Ooh, oh, let's pull the crackers. What's he talking about? He's talking about a man ejaculating. What? Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you bunch of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck yourself. Christmas games. Yeah. So when you mentioned Christmas games, straight away I thought of like the big ones. And for me, the big one is like lemons. Now, we mentioned, Terry, in fact, mentioned, I don't know if it was episode two or three, mm. he mentioned winter lemons. And we, I, I distinctly remember me saying to him, did they just have a little Santa hat on or something? He said yes. Now, was winter lemons the same as this Christmas lemons, or was that a different game again? Mm. That's interesting, because I remember looking at looking at the, the one you sent a little screenshot, but I did some research as well and had a look mm-hmm. with a Christmas pudding house instead of the normal uh, little house for them to go out of. Yeah, I've got vivid memories of that. I've definitely played that game before, so none of that looking at that was new to me. Mm-hmm. But when he said winter lemons, I don't know if that was a different game again or if it was the same one. Well, and Terry just as usual got the fucking name wrong. Oh, <laughs> Terry. I've been going through the games TMs and there was one about Christmas games and they mentioned Christmas lemons Mm -hmm. and it says like the ingeniously devilish lemons released in February of 92 in which the player must prevent the suicide of hundreds of rodents by the way I'll pause this isn't the whole lemons thing like an urban legend yeah it is yeah anyway was met with critical praise and, and sales were very high. In the response, and in a move shockingly generous for professional business, DMA followed Lemons with four Christmas editions, of which the first were three demo versions, and the latter two were fully released. So they released two demos, and they released two ones that the, like, there were like data discs or something like that, right. you know? No, the only difference the Christmas version had over the original was the festive graphics and Santa suit, the game has a huge impact. Then it mentions the guy who made Nights, you know, uh, Nights into Dream, that's a very big uh, Sega Saturn game. He, yes, I saw that as well, yeah, Nights, uh, the Christmas. Yeah, he, he got, apparently, the reason he spurred him to make the demo 
the, the very famous Christmas demo for Christmas Nights was because of the lemons. Thing. Oh, right. So that's basically what they're doing. I mean, it's just festive you looking at it. And I remember having one Works, of them. doesn't it? It's, it? it's already a fantastic game. Yeah, make a Christmas edition. It, it just works. It just looks good. Mm-hmm. Things look good if you just fucking chuck some snow at them. No, that's a thing. Like, well, what's that's the what they did. Odd about lemons anyway is lemons reminds me of Christmas anyway because the first time I got me when I got me Amiga the first game I put on it was lemons uh, even though I played it in my friend's house so it it reminds me of Christmas anyway lemons and to then make it even more Christmassy it's like it's probably the game if any when you said think of Christmas DLC or Christmas games yeah. it's the one I think of straight away yeah it's uh, it it's probably the best known or most recognisable one. Um, you mentioned Christmas Nights. That was one. It was on a Sega Saturn, wasn't it? Yeah. Did um, you ever play that? What what sort of game was it? It's on Xbox Live. Is um, it? Not the Christmas one. Hey. Well, it might be a downloadable. Oh, yeah. I might be wrong. Is that one of the backwards compatible ones? I might be wrong. Because when I was going through yesterday, yeah, going through because I was tr- trying to work out the, the layout of my Xbox one, and I'm sure Nights came up. Don't well, think Christmas Nights was on there, but I'm sure. Have it did. a go at the demo because I did, and I'll tell you now, it's baffling. There's a lad I work with who I share like the van with, like mm. Jack. He's called, and he's like a big Sega fan, and he loves Nights. But he explained to me that it's hard to get your head around the actual concept of it. So I played it and I didn't really like it. But what sort of game is it? A platformer? No, it's like a shoot 'em up sort of thing it's like a side on scroll and shoot them up but then it's also like a racing game at the same time where you do laps and stuff it's it's bizarre and i don't really like it and mm. i've i've come to realize it's the guy who made sonic is it yeah it was his next game uh, and uh, i don't I'm, like the look of the character yeah it looks like a jester or something or like and the pandemonium graphics of that, that, a lot of saturn games have that really like it's it's pixelated uh, to the max, isn't uh, it? I don't like it, really. Mm. It's a shame. You'll be offended. Probably will. But that's the thing, because um, I, I know that he is a big fan. <laughs> he? I love... Right, what, what's his he? name? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, he uh, is a he. It's Whittaker, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Mr. Whittaker. Uh, Marie, Maria Whittaker's wife. Oh, it's got it here, the UG... Mm, N A K A, yeah, Naka. <laughs> what? Wow. Let's have a look. Offensive. There we go. It's around there. Oh, Eugene Naka. Right. Okay. So I thought you said Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. So in this article, I was looking in English. Yeah. Yeah. One that they highlighted, which I'd never heard of, was the one on the um, snares. Hmm. And it's called Days Before Christmas. Yeah, I saw a bit of this when I was. Uh, when I just researched Christmas games, top ten Christmas games list popped up, and that was always in there. Well, I've got me, I've got me snares emulator from me um, PC, and uh, I'll just say it's days D E Z E, isn't it? Yeah, days. It's, I as in school days. I, I don't know if they were related at all, but the premise is like you're Santa, and, and someone's like stolen the presents or some shit like that, and uh, is it the Grinch? No, I, I forget who. Was it the Evil Snowman? Oh, it was, yeah. The Evil Snowman. Yeah, and uh, is he called, like, Louis or something? Weird yeah, like Louis, the, Louis the Evil Snowman. Uh, anyway, so you're, you're Santa, but 
This game adds an extra element to the Santa um, mythos that he's actually got an evil twin, anti-Santa, who, when normal Santa drinks a cup of coffee, a power-up in the game... It sounds like the Giannis does, doesn't it? Yeah, you turn into this... But he's shit. He's got got actually less power-ups. It was by Sunsoft. That's it mm-hmm. was made by Sunsoft in nineteen ninety four and oddly enough, Sunsoft made this the SNES's version of Lemons. Cause mm-hmm. the Lemons was on the SNES. Signosis, wasn't it, they made Lemons originally? Yeah, which is like um Liverpoolin. Mm-hmm. They Are made they defunct it. now. Because obviously, as we've discussed before, Rockstar won the rights of lemons, don't they? Rockstar I don't do is. so. Oh, that's in uh, I don't know if Signosis did make lemons now. Are you definitely sure? I don't know. Might Pretty sure it was Signosis. P S Y G N O I. Which is DMA design. In, ah, in DMA became Rockstar though. All right. So I uh, we've I'm sure we, I don't know if we went in that much detail, but Signosis made Wipeout, Shadow of the Beast, and stuff like that. They must have been the publisher then, and DMA were the designer. I think they're still hanging on, but I'm not hundred percent sure. But I don't mm. think they're doing that great. Well, it'll be like fucking THQ or something, won't it? Just, oh. like, as we discussed before, the, the middlemen disappear. I bet the fact Signosis who made Wipeout for the fucking original PlayStation, mm. them, you know, that was massive, that game. So anyway, back on the days. Um, you sent me some screenshots, which I published on Twitter. Immediate, yeah. Immediately from Barbara. So, <laughs> were you in Barbara? I was in Barbara. So the game starts up with this, this blurb. And then you start playing, and it's just it's a two D platformer, which wouldn't be out of place on a kind of angry video game nerd thing. As in, it's not a ball ache to play. In fact, to be honest with you, it's quite a good game. Mm-hmm. It, it controls really nicely. There's a few odd like things I don't like the way. Sometimes you've got to manually kind of like move the screen down to see jumps and right. stuff like that. So the the level starts where it's um. It's an advent calendar, and you do a level, and the level is a 2D thing, and you spray this dust at stuff, right? So enemies turn into uh, Christmas presents, and then you collect them, Uh or they turn into the gnomes that you're trying to, like, rescue. You finish the level, yada, yada, yada. You do that for, like, about four four levels, and then there's a one called the Evil Snowman, which I, I, I... took a picture you did because before every level there's this wonderful like still picture mm-hmm. and at the end of the evil snowman you fight the um the boss the evil snowman right and in the terms of um great yeah. bosses oh. of of, I thought you of games great sisters. no <laughs> he, he must be the easiest boss i've ever fought right. in my life uh, he, he couldn't hit us he was at the edge of the screen jumping up and i was just jumping up and hitting him in the yeah. face so they've been keeping track of all the presents you've ever collected. Yeah. And what happens is it turns into a 2D type of like flying game. So you're Santa in his sleigh. Yeah. And you're flying along, dropping presents. It's meant to be over London. So London... London. From the makers of this game's perspective is London, Tower Bridge, Big Ben. You know, like, what do you think when you think of London? You know, all them things, yeah. right? Come on, guys. Give me some ideas here. With pl- helicopters that look like they're like piloted by people who have like are having seizures because they're just whirling out of control all the time, <laughs> and you're trying to like avoid them. The presents you've collected, so say you've collected fifty, 
that's how many you've got to fire over the chimneys. Right. So it's quite a good... Um, ah, right, okay. Like, so you build them up over the four levels or five levels and you now, like, so deliver is it, them. Is it not more beneficial to collect less? That's a bit of a negative message. That's uh, I. That's interesting because I didn't realise where I was supposed to be firing them initially mm. because there's chimneys that have smoke coming out and there's chimneys that don't have smoke you coming out. don't put out. it down the ones with smoke coming out. Uh-uh, it's because the ones with smoke coming out. Ross, come on, schoolboy era. But you get points for the ones that the smoke comes out as opposed to the ones that don't come out. Yeah. Oh. It makes no logic. So, so you're basically incinerating the presence that you've got, but <laughs> well, that, that gives you points. Uh, that's ridiculous. What a fucking pile of so shit. So when you do that level, it then starts up again, right? So it's the, like, I guess it would be like level 1.1, you know, 1.1, 1.2, you know, and now you're up to level 2. And yeah. then, so I was playing this game thinking, this game's pretty fucking easy. I'd never used any quick saves or anything. And then all of a sudden, I get a code and I'm on to level 2. And it got quite hard. That's what she said. Uh, it got hard in an annoying sense of all these... That's like, what she said. <laughs> uh, of all these precise jumping and stuff like that, right? I nearly done... and I, I felt like I nearly got to the, the bit where I had to do... I guess it was going to loop again where you are, like, this time probably flying over Paris or, or you know... like but Paris! Uh, yeah, some big country. It would have been... Wouldn't Moscow? It? Yeah, Moscow. Right. Bomb in Warsaw, Moscow's. Baghdad. <laughs> wow, your your knowledge of big... San Francisco. Right, yeah. So, I'd got sick of it at this point. The Emily and I crashed at one point, but that's more to do with how bad my PC is. And then I started playing Samantha Fox's strip poker. <laughs> Get some titties out. Yeah, I mean... You know what to say? As I always say, if you're having trouble playing a Christmas game, it's time to look at some titties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poorly rendered, semi-okay <laughs> boobies, but or titties. Poorly it's, rendered. Yeah, poorly rendered. Sam Fox. Sam Fox, your breasts are poorly rendered. I'd love to speak to her and tell her. No, I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't like to tell her that. If all. I ever met Sam Fox, I would ask her about Samantha Fox's strip poker. I would like to ask. She her. probably doesn't know exists. Ah, oh, that's true. How what, much what game's that? What game are you talking about? <laughs> that just sounds like. Hello, I'm Sam Fox. Wow, I might have phone sex with you later on. Never mind. Well, I... we've pretty much been there when you were ask, <laughs> telling us you were a good boy earlier on. It's the so that was that game. Did you did you watch much of it on YouTube? I didn't. No, I didn't because I was in Bam. <laughs> no, sorry, I, I didn't uh, look at anything. I was annoyed at myself though because I did find one game that I really wanted to try, and it was in one of the lists of like the top ten Christmas games. Right. And I can't remember what it was called. All I remember is that it looked like it was. Um, I think you had to you had to sneak into the houses and drop presents off or something like that. It wasn't. But it was the official Father Christmas game because that's another one that's mentioned. It was kind there. of purple it looked very purple and it looked like what? it might have been on a very early console like uh, the Atari oh right no, really early on uh, it looked like it was really really early on so I don't know what that was but I really wanted to find it and play it but I couldn't so I was annoyed at myself but I did I did I made a little bit of a list of some others I thought of mm. one of them that I annoyingly saw in quite a few different lists that I thought I was really intelligent and in coming up with that I didn't think anyone else would think of the Die Hard trilogy Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Because the now they are technically Christmas films. Well, you technically. Could, you could say Gremlins as well. Well, yeah. Game. 
Ah, yes. I didn't know there was a. There's did I know a, there was a game of that? Two D um, overhead type of. Like, I mean, I'm not surprised there's a game of that because it was a fucking film that came out in the eighties. Eighties, yeah. <laughs> and they were fucking amazing. Uh, I love the first both. one. Is just. Both. I haven't seen it in years as well. When he, when he, oh, just when he, when he. <laughs> do you know much that, about gremlins yeah, that, bit, this, like... that bit where he did that thing and, and, <laughs> and the gremlin was there as well though but then you know that other bit happened yeah oh, man, it was so good this do you know this sounds very he was, in, per- he was in peril remember that bit when he was in peril oh it sounds yeah. spooky this actually happened to me right so i was have i told you the robocop <laughs> excuse me story Ooh. i think i might also no. forgive me if i have do 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 what what's that what's that one so I didn't have a um, a video, like access to a video recorder until rather later in my life. But how did you masturbate? I know. <laughs> the Little Woods catalogs, as we're discussing. Oh, of course, in, yeah, Sam Fox Later ones, yeah. So everyone at school was going on about Robocop. I was getting sick of it. Like, I was sick of everyone going on about Robocop. I and, I seen it. Going. and I went into school and I was like, oh, I've seen Robocop. <laughs> and I remember it was Terry's brother going, what happens at the very start of Robocop? Like, right away, they didn't believe us. And I was like, well, Robocop walks on. And he was like, you haven't seen Robocop? And I was like, fuck's sake. Oh, I was a good guess, though. <laughs> he I'm doesn't sure. walk. <laughs> what are the chances you got that wrong? What happens at the start? Oh yeah, Robocop walks on. <laughs> no. You're wrong. Ah oh, fucking hell. So sure that was a sure bet. Oh no, god damn it. Oh that's classic. Absolute classic and Ross. Back to you. <laughs> so the Die Hard trilogy, yeah. It was like I say it was annoyingly in quite a few lists I saw. Mm-hmm. Is there much snow in that game? I know because the second one I'm sure <clears> when it's at the the airport doing the shooty shoots. I Which really liked that because my mate had a light gun. And I thought it was a fucking brilliant game, you know, because it was like three completely different types of game mm-hmm. in one. It was one of my favourite games on the PlayStation 1. Yet one I never owned. It was one of my mates owned it. I remember, you know, when you look back at uh, games you finished and you get so much like pleasure for, like of actually finishing it, the Die Hard trilogy, the third one, the driving mm. one, yeah. was the toughest one. And I remember finishing that. And at the very end... You launch your car into a helicopter. Do you? You take out a helicopter by ramming it. And then that, as ludicrous as that sounds, actually happened in Die Hard 4, didn't it? 4.0, I'm sure you... you Did it? You, I you, never watched it, because I was like... I'm, I'm sure he sh- shoots, like, somehow manages to rocket a car at a... Or he shoots something at a, a, a helicopter. So basically, it. they played the game, probably, and they were like, we're mm. so bereft of ideas, we're going to nick it from a computer game. There was quite a profound moment in that film Before, with, with Avengers. With a Vengeance, uh, three. All right, three, yeah. isn't it? That is the third film. With Samuel L. Jackson as the mm-hmm. taxi driver. Samuel L. Jackson is accusing Bruce Willis of being racist. Yeah. And he turns around and says, I'm not racist, you're the one that's racist. And I was like, whoa, hey, I. Because up to that point, I'd never kind of thought that people who aren't white could be racist. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it was quite a profound moment for me. What's your most profound moment in video games, Ross? Um, when I saw some man for Fox's tips. Yeah, that was really very <laughs> profound. I particularly like her nipples. Um, uh, from the graphics, it didn't look like she had nipples. It looked like she was a black lady. It looked and from like... the graphics, a black lady. Didn't know what the hell it looked like. <laughs> we mentioned Christmas Lemons. Obviously, that's on my list. James Pond 2. Robocod. Robococ. 
what happens at the start of James Bond 2 Robocard? <laughs> card? You tell well, me Robo card just walks up. <laughs> that's well that's let's correct. be honest, you don't see Clarence Bodega blowing the fuck out of a poor James Pond and oh. then for him to get rebuilt. That would have been good, wouldn't it? Have you seen the remake of Robocop? No. Wow. Do you know why? Why? Because of the same, you you just said, recently sent me a link to Final Fantasy the remake oh, seven, and I looked it and I went to myself right. I I'm such a fan of like the original and they've totally changed it. That's fine, but it's not for me. It's not for me. Final Fantasy seven the PC version is now available on PlayStation four. So have a look at that because right. that might be worth your picking up. But is it just seven again? It's seven, but apparently the PC version had slightly better graphics. Yeah. So you should pick that up if it's cheap enough. But Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Devil May Cry makes what Gears of War looks like. Just from the... I was worried. We talked about it. Remember that episode when we talked about it? don't know which one it was. I think and it was I said, the first one. I expressed my concerns. They've done exactly what I thought they would do. But then they've also... Changed the combat system to be like Final Fantasy, what is it, 15 that's coming out? Right. Which just looks fucking horrible. Is I'm that sorry. the combat system in the new horrible. one? Uh, like just it's like, like free like... flow combat sort of thing. The video I watched of Final Fantasy, I think it's 15, they were driving around in the, in a car and it, it just looks fucking boring as fuck. And I, I, I can see what they were trying to do. They were trying to be clever and it just looks shit. But anyway, Final Fantasy 7, the remake. People are gonna have to watch the, the the gameplay trailer of it because it was like rounds of applause and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it was like kind of that's it was a round of applause. Fans. People kind of going, yes, I'm really excited at doing it, but I don't know if I like it yet. But I'm gonna cheer anyway because it's happening. Mm-hmm. But but they've completely changed it, and I don't know if it's gonna be any good. Like Fair Play, they have completely changed it. They haven't just rehashed it. Because I said that I don't think it could work if they did that because it's so iconic. Yeah, but. I don't, I don't know. Did you see? Did you see? Have you seen it yet? The yes, I watched it. Wedge, what have they done to him? Hey, hey man, you're 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 one of us now. It's yeah. like fucking hell. You're turning him in like, for want of a better word, a retard. <gasps> I know. It, it was horrible. Uh, I'm not impressed, and I don't like that combat system anyway. That I like the turn-based combat. That's what Final Fantasy is. As soon as I started getting rid of that, I thought, oh, no thanks. Well, I like Devil May Cry and uh, like not, Bayonetta. In, I know, but... In their own places. I do not like to... Right. The thing with them games is there's not much storyline. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to sit through reams and reams of storyline just to get to combat where it's going to be like that. And combat like that only works for me when it's rock hard. Mm. Because when it's rock hard, it's pushing you. I but, don't think it's going to have the, like, the level of... Of DDL of Devil May Cry, I, don't see how it I think it'll just be like just bang the X button or fuck like. You'll and have this to is going to be a moment where I, if I play it, it's going to be a moment where I go, ah, right, that's what I've missed in the trailers. I haven't spotted that. That's that ah, like a moment in Final Fantasy VIII where I realised you could press the trigger at the same time as slashing oh, down. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd fire a gun sword. I don't think it's going to have anything like that though. Dark Souls Three, they released a gameplay trailer of that mm. as well. Was that a, a I, sound of passion? I love fucking Dark Souls, man. And I watched that ride, and he 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 starts like hacking slashing, and it made me just realize it. Just it got to the point where I just thought, I don't like those games. Mm. You love those games. I don't like those games, and that's why I don't like Dark Souls and everyone else. Not everyone else, but a lot of people do. I just don't like those type of games, yeah. and I just kind of I was sort of at peace with myself. I was like, all right. That, I, that, that, that's fine 
That's true. Because I kind of want I want to experience Dark Souls the way everyone else does because everyone else seems to bum it. But I just don't get it. It just seemed like a broken mess to me. But it's I'm, a not, trying to, I'm not trying to sort of like have a go at it at all. No, it's a Marmite game. It's definitely like it, but it's, it's just, definitely you like it or you hate it. It's those type of games being at that. Devil, although I loved the original Devil May Cry, I fucking loved it. I would say I just I don't like it anymore. I would say Bayonetta and Devil May Cry are different to Dark Souls, mm. but that's just being a bit picky. I think you're right in your sense if you don't like them sort of games. I love those sort of games, and I played a lot of shit games trying to be like them sort of mm. games as well. Like I played fucking Dante's Inferno, which yeah. was a total load of balls. And I think you're you're constructing a big story-led game where it's all about, you know, there's going to be loads of F- FMVs if we still call them that anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't think we're allowed to anymore, but that's what they are. Full it's going to have video sequences, uh. loads of money piled into that. I do not think it's going to have like a. a such an ingenious combo system as Devil May Cry has. Mm. My favourite Devil May Cry was the third one. It was fucking amazing. Your sister was in that, wasn't you? I had to start. It didn't look <laughs> dead like her. I remember I, that freaked us out. I'll just say, uh, recently I listened to um, Retro Notes, which is an, an yes. American podcast, and they've done a really good um, podcast on the Devil May Cry trilogy. Uh-huh. Actually, no, I think they've touched on the first one on the Xbox and PlayStation, which was Devil May Cry 4. And it was really eye opening. It, it brought back memories of playing Devil May Cry, like, and just it was really cool. You lent me Devil May Cry, like originally. I'd never bought it. You lent me it, and I didn't like it. And then all of a sudden, I had a moment reverse to you, where mm. I went, "Oh, this is fucking class." It's nice when you have those moments, isn't it? Where you kind of either the moment of realization where there's something that you actually really love, or something that you can just kind of just effectively cut. Yeah, I just yeah. say, right, that's it. And I mean, I don't know if you should do that because you're potentially shutting yourself off from experiences. But there's so many games and so many things to experience. It's all right to just put a lid on something and say, that's not for me. That well, isn't for me. Going back to like Twilight Princess on the Wii, I, yeah. I was playing that and I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, that, that's why I'm I'm taking my time when I'm making decisions on games because I I don't want to be putting, putting myself in situations, which I did, especially with the Xbox 360, where I had... There was times where I was working and I was earning a lot more money than I needed, mm-hmm. and I was spending a lot of money on games. And I, I was get, I would like, it would get to a point during the month where I'd go, I'm a bit bored of this game, so I'm going to buy a new one. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be pre-ordering every game that I wanted without even looking into it. I got to the point. I think the turning point for me was um, Aliens Colonial Marines, oh, where yeah. I had the game in my hand that I'd got from Play.com. And I had it in my hand and I was looking at it. I was looking at the game and I was looking at the reviews on my phone mm. of the game. Yeah. And I was going, what do I do? Do I keep it? Do I try and play it? Surely the reviews can't be... Surely the people who've reviewed it can't be right, all of them. And then I just thought, nah, and sent it back and got a full refund. But there's so many games that I just wish I'd never bought. I wish I'd actually looked into properly and that's mm. what I'm doing now. I've bought Grand Theft Auto V on my Xbox One. I've bought Fallout 4 because the reviews are good for Fallout 4. The user reviews aren't that great, but... All in all, the reviews are good. Uh, and I know that I'm going to like it. I know. In Grand Theft Auto Five, I already know I love it. And I wanted it for the Xbox One because it's, it's it's not a remaster, obviously. It technically is. It's a better uh, version. Yeah. And loads of my friends are playing it. But you haven't finished? You'd never no, finished I, it? No, my game on the 360 kind of crashed. Oh, that's um, a bit of a bummer. Uh, but I'm not bothered because I can play it all the way through again in first person. 
I went through um, five and I, I did really enjoy it. And I was, it's funny because I was on the fence and I remember us having yes, like a bit of a like. Because um, we, we had a conversation. I remember we were here. It was before we started the podcast, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I, we had a conversation and I actually, it was when I was posting a picture because I went through this phase of posting a picture every day on Facebook of something, a screenshot from Grand Theft Auto. And we were having a conversation about it. And I was starting to get like annoyed because you were bringing me down so much because you were so like you were not like pessimistic about it but you were just sort of realistic and you were kind of going yeah I see what you're saying but what if it's shit essentially you were saying but what if it's shit and I was like I don't want it to be shit so much that like I don't want anyone to bring us down and I was like right we're not talking about it anymore we're going to talk about something else well I think the beauty of you is you you are a very optimistic person and with me I, I just feel how horrible it is when you get burned you know like and you buy these games and they're like well that's that's exactly what I'm avoiding now I'm, I'm refusing to let it happen anymore and that's kind of the, the situation I feel I'm in where I can't afford to make those mistakes so I take what I want from the reviews I read them the critics reviews the user reviews and I make up my own make up my own mind mm. um, based on what I can take from that like they were saying about Battlefront how it's got no depth it looks amazing Looks be- in the past that would have made, been enough for me to buy the game as you oh, know yeah. I was totally I was all about graphics gameplay took a back seat to, to a certain extent because I loved like lighting and stuff like that but now no I've got to have got to get my money's worth remake of Robocop that's where we came from yes. there. there's a part where it shows how he becomes the Robocop what happens to him what am I going to say are we, are we going to the no, no 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 this is where this is the start where Robocop first walks on alright yeah no it's where it shows it him how, how he gets his injuries before he becomes like the Robocop the Robocop in the remake yes in the remake and it's horrendous because he gets like do you want to know what happens Aye, because I'm. I, I might watch it, but this will. Well, not, this is like, not not really a spoiler. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert! If anyone wants to see it, and doesn't want to know, he gets it's like a car bomb, but oh. the way they do it, it, it the way his body goes limp and hits the deck. Oh, it's horrible! Absolutely horrible. But the the original was bad. Um, what happens in the original? I've seen the original. Definitely, I definitely have seen the original. <laughs> in the. Because I've watched it with the commentary. Oh, on. isn't it where they shoot the fuck out of him? They just keep shooting him or something. Like yeah, that. and he blows off. Does it hurt? Does it hurt? Does it hurt? Does it hurt? <laughs> he blows his hand off, right? And I remember Paul Verhoeven, the director, saying that he wanted a, it. It's it's a Christ image, bringing it back to Christmas. Hmm. Christ like getting put on the cross uh. and then getting reborn, and like that's what he was trying to get across with Robocop. Oh, okay. Clarence Body guys, fucking like blows his arm off and stuff it's like horrendous and then he dies on the table and they're like trying to bring him back to life with the like um, defibs and stuff uh, it's well it, there's another bit when the, you, the first reveal him in his um, the Robocop outfit and they pull away everything that's not actually him and he's got like his lung in this glass case and all that's left of him is like his, his hand which is connected by just a few fucking ligaments or something like that oh, his, yeah. his head or his face, his brain, but everything else is kind of like 
it's only a few bits of him. It, it, when they did that, when they took it all apart, it genuinely made me feel anxious. I was like, oh, it's, it's horrible. Mm. Because I, I felt like him. He was kind of just like that. And he couldn't move. He couldn't do anything. It was fucking horrible. Mm. Um, but generally, the film's not particularly great. The original's so fucking good. A good game as well. That we mm. should talk about some at some point. The Final Fantasy VII remake, you said, and we just to close that off as well. Everyone should watch the trailer, make up their own mind, let me know on Twitter. Oh, yeah. There. I mean, um, what's one of the problems when you get older is you, you tend to get a bit like closed minded and mm. I believe like I'm like I'm truly realise I'm getting like that. But the thing is is like why I bring it back to like the remake of Robocop, the remake of Final Fantasy, the remake of Dawn of the Dead, the remake of Evil Dead. I'm not interested in them. Because I love the originals. Wasn't Evil Dead remake was supposed to be quite good though? It was, but it was a total different like what what what's good about Evil Dead one and two, which are essentially the same film. The, it's the comedy it's the ingenious Bruce, it's ingenious camera angles what I heard Evil Dead the remake was all about was just splatter and mm. like extremity I'm I'm not a pussy because like I you know I grew up watching like like gore films and stuff but I've come to a point where it's as much as you can take it it's not um, Ash vs. the Evil Dead is exclusive to Virgin On Demand apparently Brilliant. so I'm going to get to watch that well, I've, I've Which been I'm very, very them, happy about. And they're good. Yeah. I, I've, I've been falling a bit out of it a bit because I feel like it's one of those things, there's such a great novelty for me of seeing this, like mm. seeing Ash back, you know, Bruce Campbell back as Ash, it's fucking yeah. amazing. Like sometimes an episode doesn't quite hit its mark for me, but that's just something I've been feeling recently. Right. So, so this, this is Christmas. Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. And you won't just be gone. And anyway, we should get back to these Christmas themes. James Bond 2. That's that's how we got to that. Yeah, Robocock. James Bond 2. I said Robocock. You said you made a joke about Robocock. And then we went on about a 20 minute fucking. I can't even remember, remember Sorry, what we talked about. Um, James Bond 2, yeah. That was very Christmassy, wasn't it? There was all sorts uh, of Christmas shit going on there. And stuff. Well, Cannon Fodder. Cannon Fodder had a disc with two games there on it. There you go, Cannon Fodder. And the fir- the f- so it was only two levels. And the first level of the Christmas theme one, it was Sensible Soccer. Well, we, we mentioned that, remember I said that um, in one of the episodes, I can't remember again. But I did say that there was um, the winter the cannon fodder. I put a picture on, on Twitter as well about that. It was a mega format, I think, that gave it away. And yeah. then like, I That's watched right. the walkthrough of the, the two levels. <laughs> this kid on YouTube. My God, the second level looks absolutely rock. Oh. And he fucking nailed it. Like. Sometimes you watch these people and they're like, fuck me. Oh, you nice. can play games to a higher level than me. Because cannon fodder, I was absolutely shit at Really? I was good at that game, you know. Oh. I loved it. I loved it, but I, I was shit. It was one of those throw your joypad games, though, for me. Well, throw your like, mouse, because I had it on the Mega. Well, um, I had it on the Mega Drive. I don't think it was ever ours, but I must have lent it off someone for a while, because I had it on the Mega Drive, and I played the shit out of that game. I absolutely loved it. it was, it's game. one of me. In fact, did I, I didn't choose that as me uh, Desert Island Games, did I? It no, was between that and something else, I think. But I think fodder. it came close, didn't I? Fucking love Cannon Fodder. Another one, which isn't technically a game, but... We just mentioned GTA 5 there. 
GTA yeah. Five do Christmas updates. They they are really oh that's cool. They're really good with um, seasonal stuff. Actually, mm-hmm. they had like a Fourth of July pack, which had this big monster truck and a gun that shot fireworks off in the sky. <laughs> Glass. There was a Halloween one that came out that was really good. That had a, a new game mode called Slasher, where it was all in the dark and one of you was like the bad guy. Oh, awesome! Who went around and everyone else had to kill him. Incidentally, have you heard about that game coming out, the Friday the 13th official game? Yeah, you sure is. Uh... Uh, that looks like it's going to be good, if they do it right. Because mm-hmm. that started off as a game called Holiday Camp Volume 1 or something like that, Volume 2. But then the person who wrote the original Friday the 13th, who owns the franchise, got in touch with them and said, yeah, I'll gift you the franchise. Wow. If, you make, if you make your game into an official Friday the 13th game, mm-hmm. you can have the rights to it for free. So they've done that. It's coming out who knows don't even know if it's coming out next year but if they do it right that'll be class mm-hmm. GTA 5 that Rockstar they also have Christmas in fact last year hopefully it'll come back this year they cover the whole world in snow mm-hmm. yeah. um, so everywhere you go you know the first level's in snow so they just cover the whole world in snow and Wait, it snows every now and again you, you know um, on the Playstation 2 I had Simpsons Hit and Run really? it was like um, it was a GTA clone was it like um it was Crazy Taxi. Yes, Crazy Taxi, yeah. And I remember totally randomly, I turned it on over Christmas. It wasn't mine, I lent it off my friend. I turned it on at Christmas, and the open screen was like isometric view of Homer watching the TV. That was the like um, uh-huh. home screen. I turned it on at Christmas, and it was all Christmassy. It was the first time I'd ever experienced something that used the eternal clock to realise it was Christmas. Yeah, that's clever. So that day, I, ch- I changed it to... To Halloween, to see if it changed for Halloween. And it did. It, it put really? like pumpkins on and stuff. So it wasn't even online? No, no. Like, ah. like the, it, it must have been just programmed in. That's that. really clever. It was, yeah. Really good. It, it did really, it put a smile on my face. Oh, you know, it was yeah. Christmas. I put on, like, I thought I'd have a game. It wasn't a bad game. It just ran really, like, the frame rate wasn't um, consistent. As we talked about with Tomb Raider, that is so, such a bumpy journey when you're ah, playing something it's like that. Disjointing, isn't it? Like it makes you kind of want to turn away from the screen. Yeah, like you're like, oh god, you've like it goes back to old games when sometimes you're like killing enemies to do the game a favor because they can run a bit better. <laughs> That's what I like about this gen. What you're going to see more and more 60 FPS games where they just they look so smooth. That's something I've never experienced. You know, I know proper 60 FPS games, and it's going to be exciting to to play them. Well, Halo, the Master Chief collection that's come out for the Xbox, they've, they've redone Halo again, and they've done Halo 2, 3, and 4, and it all runs at 60 frames, mm. and apparently it changes the whole mechanics of the game, and it just feels good. I mean, when you sent me a trailer for Halo 5, which is now out, I did get a bit excited when it actually was running. It looked so cool. Mm. But I feel like uh, the way 3, 4... Is that what they call industries yeah. of talk uh, yeah. Halo? I feel like I liked it when it was Bungie a mm. lot more. Halo Four was a great game, but it wasn't a great Halo game. Mm. It was like Ooh, nice. Thank you very much. Oh, well, that's a little soundbite there. It it had cool like set pieces. The weapons felt great, but the enemy AI was poor, and it just didn't have that feeling of like. Like, cause Halo for me is on legendary, and it's like being overpowered and stuff like that. It didn't have any of that for me, and that's why that was another thing that made me think, you know, to push me towards the PlayStation, because the franchises that the Xbox have got, I don't really care about Gears. 
And Halo, which I used to love, is just merely become like good. Whereas before I used to think it was amazing. It's nothing to shout about, is it? Again, my opinion, other people. But there's people at work who got Halo 5 and he's saying the same thing. It, it, It doesn't feel like Halo, you know, it feels like something else. Which is fine, things evolve, things change. Outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Yes, I just almost forgot what I wanted to say there. Simpsons games. Another game that has regular seasonal updates is Simpsons Tapped Out. Now, I don't play this, Kelly does a lot. I don't know if she still does. Actually, she's. You know what she is playing at the moment on her phone, on her iPad? The Rayman game. Oh, I've seen them from the runner game. I don't watch any of that, didn't I? Uh, but she's, she's played Tapped Out for a few years now, and they have seasonal updates all the time. And there's always a Christmas one where you've got to collect all the presents and stuff. You know those funny little Simpsons elves? Ah, oh, yeah. like, like a particular design, they always have them everywhere. So there's probably another Christmas update coming out. I like that. I like it when games do that. Another one that I thought of was World of Warcraft. They have um, oh, they the would. Feast of Winter Vale. Mm-hmm. Feast of Winter Vale, yeah. Um, I experienced that a couple of times when I was playing. And they just shove Christmas presents and Christmas trees everywhere. And there's a few like Christmas-only quests and stuff. Uh-huh. But it's nice. It's just kind of... It brings the real world into the yeah. into this game environment that you're so, so familiar with. There's a um, game, to go back to like just merely a game that feels Christmas. Christmassy. It, I would say Batman Returns on the snares. Oh, you right, yeah. It's a side on scrolling, like beat em up. It's only single player. Again, um, James and Mike played it for Mondays. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like Jitsu Rage, like, but because uh, the Batman Returns film is very Christmassy, this is, it's got like snow, and it, it, I would say that, that that reminds me of Christmas as well because I remember renting the game over Christmas, yeah. so there's another kind of. Is Arkham City technically a Christmas game? Is that, isn't that, ah, that's is that set yeah. Christmas Eve, or am I just making that up? Mm. I think Batman Returns is set Christmas Eve. I don't know. It's but the snow in Arkham City. Well, I've just started <laughs> playing Batman. Well, I finished Batman Origins, just the story mission, uh-huh. and it was a bit clunky. But that I'm sure that was set on some like New Year's Eve or something. Right. They have to set them on holidays though. Ah, that's another game I want to get for the next gen. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight, is it? Or whatever it's called. Knight, yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for Arkham City to come backwards compatible before I finish that. And then by the time I finish that, if it does come on backwards compatible, Arkham City, uh, Arkham Knight will be like a quid. Well, that's good because I want to do a podcast about the Batman Arkham games. All right, cool. Because uh, I think it was you that got me because I... I... <laughs> No, we're not talking about it now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll that'd wait. be good for like yeah. Um, another one that has a, a Christmas theme, Order and Chaos. You ever heard of that? That's an iOS game that I was really excited for when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Gameloft, I believe, and it's basically a World of Warcraft clone, but it runs on your phone, oh, and it's yeah. unbelievable how well how well it runs. They haven't a Christmas update. I don't know if it's got any name particular, like Feast of Winter Vale or anything like that. I can't remember, but. They do a similar thing where they have Christmas trees everywhere and stuff. <laughs> so uh, that was another one I wanted to mention. Well, I had to go on um, Xbox Live and there wasn't many arcade ones. So then I went to the indie ones. Now, the indie ones on Xbox 360 are very bad. They're like 
there's some of the worst games I've ever played. <laughs> and so I, I randomly download. I, I went on uh, like I went on C to see if there was one, many like Christmas. You know, there wasn't many, but Santa, Santa, whatever. I had a few, and I played a few. I played one where it was like it was a over the head shoot 'em up rather like this zombie one. I think you'd played once. Oh yeah, twin shooter. Oh yeah, what was that called? And it was, it was, I think it was called Santa versus a zombie. So I bet you it was like a fucking DLC or, or uh, like a spin off of that. It was shit. The load times in it were horrendous. So there was that. Then I played this one where it was dropping presents on houses, which was very like the days before Christmas uh, levels I was explaining. But it, it had the idea where, so the joypad had different colored, but you know how the joypad has different color buttons, like mm-hmm. blue for X. You know, bees, um, red, red, and you go over a house, and the house was like blue. You drop blue right, present, okay. but the problem was you didn't get penalised, like for dropping wrong houses. So you could just banned any button. It it just didn't evolve like they never do. Then uh-huh. games, then the the worst one was um this one where you were Santa and for some reason you were swinging down um Christmas lights. And every time you hit a light, you had to hit a button on your on the joypad. And it had no rhyme or reason, the buttons, and you couldn't speed anything up. And then you just delivered a, a present, and then you went to the next house, and you had to do that again. And all of them had terrible versions of, like, Christmas classics, you know, like... What, the tunes? Yeah, like, we wish you were... Like, and it was just... Oh, it's a fucking horrible song, that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoops. What was the uh, another one I've got here? It was a Doom mod called Cold as Hell, apparently. Oh, right. Never played that. That was a Christmas a Christmas version of, of Doom. Well, interesting, be interesting enough, to have a look at. Angry Video Game covered the like um, Bible games, which I suppose, because it's a like religious time. Ah, Christmas. Which were also the Doom engine. You know, right, or, or Wolfenstein. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Them. That's right. I with the wasn't it like lambs and stuff? Or, yeah. <laughs> oh God, I. And there was a Duke Nukem uh, <laughs> mod called Nuclear Winter. Yeah. So it'd be good to have a look at, and that was using the same again, the same engine, isn't it? So I, I mean, there's been quite a few. Have you got any more there? Well, I played a one on the Commodore called Ferris Christmas Caper. Ferris. Yeah, and you were this little ball with like a hat on, and you had to collect presents. It was utter shit. <laughs> there was a few though that was utter shit. I mean, Games TM mentions a few that like in its like rotten games to play sort of thing. Santa's Christmas Caper, which looks like the one I've just mentioned on the 360. You're like side on scroll and dropping presents. Special delivery Santa Christmas chaos. God, that's if I had a lisp, that would be problematic, wouldn't it? Was that S- Santa's delivery Santa <laughs> Christmas chaos? S D S C C. Yeah, it sounds like a horrible venereal disease. <laughs> Christmas carnage. It doesn't say much about them. N F K Santa's gone postal, which is a postal mod. You know, postal. Yeah. Um, clear fighter six sixty three oh, right, yes, and yes, a half. Yes. So they made a clear fight of it for the Nintendo 64. And one snowman, of the unlockable... Ca- yeah. I played it recently on the snares. Uh-huh. 
But then 64, unlockable character, Sandman, he's like this overweight guy. Mm-hmm. And then Elf Bowling for the DS. Elf Bowling. Yeah, I mean, I think the recurring theme with the Christmas games is there's a lot of shit that just puts <laughs> a bit of snow in or a bit yeah. of tinsel in uh, and then says it's Christmas. But that's all Lemons did, but it's still it was still a classic. Uh, that funny, is isn't true, it? isn't it? Yeah. If you've got a good game to start with, then you can shove any old shit on it. Cannon fodder, that's all they did there. Yeah. It works. There was another one, uh, there was this poor side-on-scrolling game called uh, Fire and Ice. And I think it had it had Fire some festive-type things. Yeah. I suppose that's it, really. If anyone out there who follows me on Twitter listens to this shit, wants to send me a tweet with games that they can think of or anything, just at Gonarxley. Send Ross an email at... <laughs> I'm not even going there anymore. Sam so. Fox's semi okay boobs at yahoo.co.uk. Actually, I'll mention one last one before I go. I'm, my sister was obsessed with Animal Crossing, and I'm oh, sure really? that had seasonal things. Right, okay. But I haven't done any research on that. I've heard loads about that game, but I've never never played it. Oh. I've heard it's like an obsessive thing. Aye. There was this little bell end I kept telling you to save. That was funny. <laughs> it was an actual bell end. No, he was this little mole. He's alright, cunt. <laughs> So, I don't know if you've had time to think, I don't know if I've had time to think, but best Christmas present, ah. game related, what can you think of? I've got one, oh, that I can, yeah, I've got one that I could probably say straight away that I think it's the first one that comes to mind, Go and it would only be fair to say it, I got my PlayStation 1 for Christmas. Awesome, yeah. Now, I did get, um, I think I got Tomb Raider 3, I think, when I first got it, I got Apocalypse, remember Apocalypse, with starring Bruce Willis ah uh, yeah that was one of the first games I got but I remember cool. and this is terrible and I hope my dad never hears this but I remember <laughs> I was staying at his and I, I sneaked into his bedroom and I found where because I was I told him which game I really wanted for Christmas to uh, go with the Playstation 1 which I knew I was getting for Christmas and I was worried he was going to get the wrong one so I snuck into his room and I found where he kept the where my present was kept where Santa had put the presents where Santa had put the presents and I saw that he got two made of three and I thought yes he put it back in <laughs> but uh, that's terrible <laughs> that was years ago um, but I think that, I think that was probably probably the best Christmas present I've got that was game related what about you what can you think of well I got me Commodore 64 uh-huh. like and I got me Amiga Christmas mm-hmm. I got me um, I'm sure I got my Playstation mm-hmm. Me recent PlayStation 4 is from Louise for yeah. Christmas. And technically, this is a birthday and Christmas present for yeah, me. Yeah, technically. Bought by myself. <laughs> um, I'd say the Commodore was a good one. Mm-hmm. I remember they got it second hand and uh, they were testing it beforehand. The sound didn't work on it. Uh-huh. And they realised the chip was broken. Uh-huh. So they took it to some... The C chip. Sid chip. Yeah. They took it to some shop to repair it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember getting it at Christmas and setting it up downstairs and playing Jet Set Willy Bibble Bobble for the first time over Christmas. What was, a Christmas. Uh, what a Christmas that would be. Although my Amiga was more personal, it was more mine sort of thing. Uh, like, I bought it kind of with my, like some of it was my own money and like I knew what Amiga was like. I had uh, more games. and You take more care of it as well because I remember I got me, me PlayStation 2. That was the first one that I bought myself with my mm-hmm. money. <clears throat> I took so much care of that. I remember the smell of the PlayStation 2, the controllers and stuff had this particular smell. And when I opened the Xbox One, it had that similar smell. And I thought, oh, 
It's yeah. been years. It's been so long since I bought myself a new console. Oh, it's ditto, yeah. 360. God, when was that? God, it must be about seven, eight years ago. It's crazy, isn't it? It is, huh? Long may this one continue and I won't have to buy another one, but I'll have to see. I think the great how long the 360 like lasted. Well, they never expected it, did they? They, all, they never... I'm sure they said it was like five years or something. And it used to be the shelf it. life. This is, I'm sure that generation was like double what oh, it usually is. Nice. There you go. That's a Christmas episode. I think. I think. Unless there's anything else that you want to say, I think we've covered everything. Well, just apologies if we've missed anything. But to be honest with you, it was hard. It was hard mm-hmm. finding out about it. Right. Like I said before, if anyone who listens to this or follows on Twitter wants to send us something about their favourite Christmas games or their favourite Christmas present they've received that was game related yeah that would be great that would be nice I, I remember like there's some anecdotes in games TM of people getting like say a Mega Drive uh-huh. but getting Master System games with it or getting like a Game Boy <laughs> uh, yeah. and getting like the biggest yeah. gaming fuck ups yeah. by their parents uh, well yeah. I mean I told you in the first episode when uh, I got a Commodore it was literally like no one else that I knew had a Commodore uh-huh. and it was it would have been like it, my life would have been so much more easy at school having a fucking Spectrum uh-huh. but you know I think it was a better car- computer so but I would do because I grew up with it it's up for debate isn't it well actually listen to um, Retro Asylum's 8-Bit <clears throat> Wars the second one the first one, where they pit the Spectrum, the Amstrad, and the Commodore together on certain games. The first one, the um, Spectrum and the Amstrad drew. This one, I'm almost finished, but it looks like the Commodore's going to win. Right. So, they're, they're quite interesting though, isn't it? I'll have to check them out. Everyone else should too. Well, Merry Christmas, you fucking dicks. Uh, Merry Christmas, you bunch of bastards. I hope you have a really good one and thank you very much for listening to God's Christmas Land.